Welcome back to another episode of Mission in 5 podcast, where we ask five simple questions to everyday ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are as people and where they see God moving in their local communities. I'm your host, Greg Mamula. American Baptist Churches of Nebraska is filled with variety. I bet you knew that. I bet you know that there are rural churches and city churches. I bet you know that we even have one church that is the only church for an entire county. We have large churches with multiple staff, medium churches with solo pastors, and a few small churches with dual income or even volunteer pastors. Now, none of that may surprise you, but what might surprise you is that of our 65 American Baptist churches in Nebraska, we worship in eight different languages, representing a variety of ethnic groups from Asia, Latin America, and Africa, in addition to our English-speaking Anglo congregations. So over the next several episodes, I'm gonna introduce you to the pastors and leaders of our ethnic churches in Nebraska. We will learn about the new cultures and why they have moved to Nebraska. We will learn about the challenges that face our immigrant and refugee brothers and sisters in Christ as they seek to carve out lives in a strange new culture. We will discover their love for Jesus, the church, for other Baptists, and for their cultural heritage. So keep tuning in to Mission in 5 for the next several episodes to meet these amazing Baptists in Nebraska. Now, if you'd like to meet them in person, you should come to the 2019 American Baptist Churches of Nebraska Mission Expo on April 26th and 27th. This year's Region Expo is being hosted by the First Baptist Church of North Platte. You can visit our website at abcnebraska.com or scroll through our Facebook or Twitter feeds to stay up to date on the latest information regarding the Region Expo. Well, my guest today is the Reverend Dr. Van Boykam, pastor of the Chin Revival Baptist Church in Omaha. For those who may not know, the Chin people are one of the minority ethnic groups from the country of Burma, primarily inside of the Chin state. Most of the Chin people are Christians and Baptists. Now here's a fun Nebraska connection for you. Baptist missionaries named Arthur E. Carson and Laura Bethel Carson introduced the Chin people to Christianity in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Incidentally, Arthur and Laura met while attending the Baptist seminary in Gibbon, Nebraska. That Baptist seminary in Gibbon eventually moved to Grand Island in the early 1900s, and in 1931, it officially merged with the University of Sioux Falls. Now, according to the BBC News, the Chin people are one of the most persecuted minority groups in Burma. Because of an ongoing government persecution and military oppression, the Chin people, who are capable, have fled to neighboring countries to seek refugee status from countries from around the world. Pastor Van will share more about these difficulties of the Chin people in his church who suffer from PTSD-type symptoms as a result of their life experiences and how they're coping with their new lives here in Nebraska. So welcome to the show, Pastor Van. We appreciate you being here with us today. So our format is simple enough, Pastor Van. We ask five simple questions to ministry practitioners like yourself to learn more about who you are and where you see God moving in your community. So let's, uh, let's jump right in. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Reverend Vector Van Boykam. I am serving in the Chin Revival Baptist Church in Omaha. I am living with my family right now, and I have four kids. How long have you been married, Pastor Van? Actually, my wife is uh, from my church member. I was married in the 2002, in December 14. <laughs> Well, very good. Very good. And how old are your kids? Yeah, the oldest one is uh, about uh, 15 years old, and the second one is 
13 and the fourth one is 9 and the youngest one is 6 years old. Yeah, they are attending right now in the public school in Omaha. Okay, very good. Well, question number two, how did you get here? How did you um, come to be in Omaha, Nebraska? Uh, actually, I came from Burma to pursue my further study in Chicago for the program of doctorate. After I completed my study, I was being hired by the Chin Revival Baptist Church. So we have been here in Omaha, Nebraska State, and this is the, uh, the fourth years of my ministry into the church. All right, very good. So you've been pastoring for about four years here in Omaha. Yep. And before that, you were pursuing your doctorate in Chicago. What school did you attend? Yeah, actually, I was attending the McCormick Theological Seminary in Chicago that, that belonged to the Presbyterian Church. So some people call that school was the like ecumenic uh, school. Mm -hmm. And what did you study there? Yeah, I was studying the uh, ecu ecumenical uh, doctoral ministry program. Very good. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I was very much enjoying. Many of the Chin people are Baptists already. They're, they were they were Baptists in Burma, in the Chin State. Can you tell us the story? Baptists were the missionaries that brought Christianity to Chin State. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Uh, that is some very good questions. Uh, actually, since uh, 1899, uh, American Baptist missionaries uh, called Carson and Laura, they arrived to the Chin State, uh, Hakka City. They were there about uh, several years, and they uh, evangelized the Gospels, and also uh, they also converted some people into the Christianity. Uh, after Carson uh, died, um, the next missionary from America, Baptist, uh, Baptist Justin Robert, and uh, his family, uh, himself and his family arrived to the Chin State and uh, stayed there about 20 or uh, more or more years mm -hmm. in the Chin State. And they evangelized the gospel again. And because of that, uh, all all the Christians, uh, let's say all the Christians are Baptists. Uh, but uh, even though this time, uh, uh, like a uh, few people become not a, uh, a few people be uh, belong to another den denomination. So tell us a little bit about what's happening at the Chin Revival Baptist Church. What are some of the things going on there right now? Yep. Uh, in my ministry, there are some contexts which became a challenge to my ministry. Uh, the fact is that since uh, all my church members came from the background of refugee status, that situation makes things different. As we are Chin, which is one of the tribes in Myanmar, and ha uh, have a Christian religion. Since uh, the Chin people have been suffering oppressions and persecution into their home country from military government of Myanmar, because of the Christian faith and being a minor ethnic group, some of them have run away to the neighbor countries such as uh, Malaysia, Thailand, and India to save their lives. Uh, even though they have been run away and being uh, free from the persecution and oppression from Myanmar military government, but they still encounter another problems and challenges into the foreign countries. While they are in those neighbor countries, they still have another difficulties regarding the security issues and boarding issues as they were an illegal aliens in those countries. Some people were oftenly being arrested and put them into the jail. In Edison, they also have been struggling for their livelihood. Some people struggle there for about five years. Some are 
<coughs> excuse me, some are about 10 years. As they are in the midst of dangers, their children have no place to go to the school as well. After, uh, after they were being registered by the UNHCR as a refugee status, some, something looks easier, especially on the security issue. They got elevation from being suffering the prisoning except for their livelihood. In this case, they pray hard to God that they may be able to reach the first country, the first country such as uh, USA, Canada, Europe, and Australia, and so on, uh, to be sooner. But when they arrive the first countries, most people still encounter another challenges, uh, things such as a new traditions, language barrier again, and other minor issues. As the simple people were being isolated and persecuted by the military government into their homeland, uh, their education system also had been cut off. So they cannot read, they cannot speak, and they cannot understand English. So the pastor has a responsibility to help them for whatever issue and problems. So I woke up early and get ready to help whoever called me. When they receive mail with color, they just got surprised on it and filled with fear. So whenever they got mail, whether it is just a simple letter or official letter, I just go and help them to read it. If necessary, I also just help them to do respond on it at a time. In other ways, since they are a refugee, they have a lot of appointments such as medical issues, children's schooling issues, DMV issues like uh, driver license and housing issue, marketing issues, when they buy a car or some other expensive things they need to accompany and they need help for some translations. Finding a job and another minor issue that have been handled by every single family. I help them do, uh, doing translation for those issues and then uh, try to implement all those rep responsibilities as needed. So in order to take or to handle all, all those responsibilities, I have to spend at least 16 hours a day because I take care about 150 members into my church. I have to handle the issues in every single family. Mostly I did a three to five appointments a day to different locations and different offices. So sometimes I eat uh, only once a day as combining breakfast, lunch, and dinner together at 7 or 8 p.m. As I have no enough time for myself, I have only six hours for sleep at night as I have to keep ready for an emergency issue in every single night. I also push them to study English speaking, but no one wants to do it so. I also requested Mrs. Uh, Pam, who is uh, a coordinator of BART, Benson Area Refugee Task Force, to come and teach a citizenship class to the church on every Saturday night after worship. They also are uh, so kind and teach us for several months, but my church members stopped attending the classes in the midst of the program. Even though I try my best to guide them and to develop them for their skill and knowledge, but it works very slow. I asked Reverend Dr. Robin Stroop help for whatever issue I cannot deal with. And he also helped us uh, some 
However, because of suffering long term and some people are being affected their uh, physical health, mentality and psychology, etc. So some people got irritability because of the long suffering. So this is what I have been uh, dealing with uh, into my ministry, uh, my ministry every day. Most of your people who are part of the Chin Revival Baptist Church are refugees yeah. from the Chin state in the country of Burma. Why are they having to leave Burma? They have to leave Burma because they are in fear. They are uh, being persecuted and uh, being oppressed by the military government. So if they didn't run away to another countries, then they will be in jail. Pretty rough situation right now yeah. with official Burmese government persecuting the Chin people in the Chin state. Yes, right. And so then people flee the violence and the oppression and they go to refugee camps like in Thailand. Thailand and Malaysia and India. Then they seek asylum in other countries like Australia, you said, and the United States and Canada. Yep. Um, let's say uh, Europe countries like Denmark, Norway, and Canada, and also the United States and Australia. And you were discussing the difficulty of assimilating in a whole new culture. One of the things that you do a lot is help your people assimilate to the United States, specifically here in the Omaha area. Yep. And you do that in a variety of ways. You help get the kids enrolled in school, public mm -hmm. schools. Um, you do translation for helping them find apartments and find jobs. Mm -hmm. You said some of the people, though, are um, not wanting to learn English. That was one of your struggles. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? For them, uh, actually, uh, in other words, it is a really uh, difficult one because uh, since they, they never studied English before, yeah. so since the English language also is a difficult the very difficult one. So they really uh, confused and they are really afraid to mm -hmm. study because they feel also shy. So they they believe that they would have a hard time if they studied English speaking. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the problem. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, the the children though they go to the public schools and they they're learning English a little faster. Um, for the kids, uh, there's no problem at all because they just uh, studied English like uh, ESL program. Mm -hmm. And within one year, they just uh, able to speak and they just able to understand the English speaking. So they have no problem at all. What are some of the other challenges of being a, a refugee in the United States besides language barrier? There is a lot of difficult then the United States is uh, the top country in the world. So your living standard is very different and very high. So uh, when uh, the same people came from their homeland, uh, actually their living standard was uh, like the very simple. So when they arrived in the United States, everything looked different. Mm -hmm. Everything looked new, so the, the, the news one. Mm -hmm. So um, starting from the very small thing to the biggest thing, uh, it looked the new one, so they have trouble, they have a problem, mm -hmm. but they learn everything slow by slow and everything look fine, everything look getting better for them. Okay, so one of those things is culture shock. The way things are done are very different, and the standard of living is, is different. It's very expensive to live in the United States. Mm -hmm. 
many of your people, do they live in apartments or lower income housing? Um, where do they live? Yeah, actually, when they arrive uh, to the United States, uh, firstly, they just uh, looking for, you know, uh, the cheaper one, like apartment, uh, step by step. They know how to do and how to work and how to live. Mm -hmm. So after two years or three years, some people uh, were uh, able to get uh, like the the cheaper uh, single house. And uh, right now, some people can buy a new house, a better one, expensive one. So only very few uh, family only uh, living in the apartment. So most of the people can buy a good house now. Okay. Very good. So after a while, they've worked a while, they've made some money, and they, yep. they relocate to different settings. Yep. Uh, the government of the, the let's say the U.S. government also helped them uh, about two or three months after uh, when they arrived in the United States. And within the times, they also tried to find out uh, the new job. And when they got a new job, they also, you know, they also work hard very much, and they are so diligent in working. So they work hard. And they don't want to uh, stop working, so they continue working again and again. So they earn uh, a little bit money, mm -hmm. uh, slow by slow. So they save the money, and they also uh, buy the house. Let's talk specifically about the Chen Revival Baptist Church. What are some ministries that you do in your church week in and week out? Within the weekend, let's say prayer meeting and also a normal worship service. If needed, we also have uh, ch uh, church committee meetings. Uh, we have twice a week for the worship service, and we have some meetings uh, regarding the committee meetings. That is enough for us. And for the pastor, I usually uh, visit. Uh, I I usually have the home visit for every single families uh, with uh, within the weekend, and also I also try to visit uh, some patients who are. Um, uh, sleeping in the hospital and also um, if some people uh, got some trouble at home then I also try to pay attention to visit them at home so yeah. um, but uh, Monday to Friday I as I already mentioned about uh, our situation I have been helping my church member for their appointments and translations everything whatever they yeah. need you're a busy guy yeah, busy. I'm so busy. So uh, sometimes, uh, you know, as I already mentioned about uh, the, the time I spent, uh, sometimes I have no time for myself to eat either. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I eat once a day. How can our people pray for you? What can we do to support you? If you could support the people who are living in the, the Chin State right now, uh, regarding their educational issues, I think it would be one of the best way. And also here in the uh, the people here in um, uh, Omaha and here in the United States, I also want to uh, request you to pray for them. And if you could afford to support them the financially for whoever studied the college or uni university because they cannot afford to support by themselves because the parents also, even though they have been working, but... Uh, the money they earn from the, uh, the the employment is not really uh, sufficient to support their kids for their schooling. So if you could uh, support us for their uh, schooling, I think it would be one of the best way. We also appreciate the Lutheran Family Services 
because they also help us when I cannot do they also uh, help us and they can also uh, handle some uh, uh, minor uh, problem and minor appointments so like that uh, if you also could help us or to find a way to get our people uh, job and also uh, to understand, to have a better, uh, a better understand about how American living standard is, mm -hmm. so so that they may be able to uh, assimilate uh, the American uh, uh, tradition and cultures. And also the third one, uh, what I want to request you is that uh, since uh, a lot of people, about uh, 30,000, 30, 40,000 people, the team people are still there in Malaysia and New Delhi and in Thailand. So they also need to get uh, the first country so that they may be able to be here in safety. So we also want to request you to pray for them so that they may be able to, they may be able to arrive in the United States or the first country for their safety life. Three requests are to support the education of the children in some way through scholarships and, and this sort of thing. Um, praying for those who are in refugee camps to, to make their way to a safe country and then um, partner with things like Lutheran Family Services mm -hmm. that can be of a social service type assistance to yeah. the Chin people who are already in the United States. Yeah, yeah. let's say uh, the first one is uh, the people who are living in the Chin state and the next step is the people who are living in the refugee camps in the uh, second country like Malaysia, Thailand and uh, India and the third one is the people who are living here in the United States. It's been great talking with Reverend Dr. Van from the Chin Baptist Revival Church. If you'd like to find creative ways of encouraging and supporting the Chin people or Pastor Van's ministry directly, please contact the American Baptist Churches of Nebraska's region office. You can do that by emailing the executive minister, Robin Stoops, at rstoops at abcnebraska.com or me, Greg Mamula, at gmamula at abcnebraska.com. Thank you for listening to Mission in 5, the podcast. Keep tuning in as we introduce you to the many church leaders, pastors, and ministries impacting the churches of Nebraska and the larger American Baptist community. Check out the show notes for links and contact information to Reverend Dr. Van Boi Combs. There you will also find links to articles about the Chin people and the geopolitical situation that they face. Subscribe to the podcast at Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. While there, be sure to rate and review us so we know how you're enjoying the podcast. Send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview for future episodes. And as always, feel free to support us by giving through our PayPal link on our abcnebraska.com website. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.